This is Life Transformation Radio. Prepare to engage. Seatbelt activated. Download initiated. Your quantum journey of transformation begins in three, two, one. Welcome to Life Transformation Radio. Hi, I'm Rob Actis, best-selling author of The Law of Action, voice actor, business mindset coach, the podcast whisperer, and Mr. Action himself. Here at Life Transformation Radio, we are committed to share more about real life, love, the power of positivity, romance, and of course, laughter. We care about helping others find their internal drive and purpose, and we celebrate life's challenges and overcoming them. On the show, my guests are amazing people who are forces for good in the world around them and live a life of transformation. My guest today does just that. Today, Elizabeth Love and I discuss experiencing an existential personal crisis that is triggering a rapid spiritual awakening. Get ready. So if you want to be prepared for the spiritual experiences and become healers in the spiritual awakening, and hear all about how you can participate in what's happening, this is the show for you. Elizabeth is a former deadly disease investigator, community health leader, and veterinarian who helped prepare for and respond to the pandemic. Elizabeth went through many dark nights of the soul that pushed her into spirituality, transformative experiences that led her to powerful healers, meditation, yoga, Ayurveda, and spiritual practices of deep wisdom. Now, Elizabeth Bridges the World is a transformational health, life, and spiritual emergence coach. Healthcare providers, veterinarians, public health, and conscious leaders hire her to support them and returning to wholeness through deep self-care or transition to a different career to find inner joy and peace. Ah, breathe deeply as I welcome Elizabeth to Life Transformation Radio. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, Rob. How are you? I'm doing I just have a feeling... That the universe is going to take us on a path. Because before we started recording, we're like going down this dark, cool hole. And I'm like, okay. So first of all, I think it's hilarious. A couple of things. One, that this is all new to me. And I, I, I'm always in wonder of all the spirituality and how my spirituality has just transformed over the years. You know, the fact that I can say existential and Ayurveda and know what those are, which is super, super fun. So welcome to Life Transformation Radio, and let's strap in and hold on and see where the universe takes us. Sounds good. Okay, so you had a big transformation. So you were working in like 3D and more analog world and plugged into the matrix. And then the pandemic hit and you became this existential, spiritual... (laughs) being. Is that right? (laughs) Well, we're all spiritual beings. So I... I know, but you like amplified your spiritual being. You (laughs) amplified, you opened it up, you let it break free. There was no choice, really. (laughs) They're like seekers. Well, there never is. (laughs) Yeah, there never is. There never is. It just, yeah, never is. So 
So in my description, you said community health leader. And it's funny because I turned the word government to community health leader because I was afraid it would turn a lot of listeners away. So I was a health department director. And I could tell that mental health was the number one health issue, but we didn't have the resources to address it. Um, I was in Colorado and that state, the funds for addressing mental health go to human or social uh, services. And um, we do uh, an evaluation of what's going on in the population and the whole population is what public health does. And mental health just kept rising up as the number one issue. And I, I promised myself inside that when I became the chair of this regional health leaders group, that I would bring mental health up to the top in our next discussion. And they said, wow. well, we don't have the funds to address it. And I said, I get that. But is it okay if I go ahead and keep an eye out for some big grants? And of course, about three or four weeks later, um, a grant came around and I was asking permission to apply for it for the whole six county region. And the response from some of the my colleagues were, why should we care about mental health? Why should we work with doctors? And I learned by being a leader in public health that it takes more than just talking about data, about numbers of how many people are being affected by depression and anxiety, suicide rates. So I ended up telling a personal story about something that was going on in my family when I was growing up and how stigma around mental health and ignoring it um, really set up some unhealthy patterns uh, for me and my family. And after I got done telling the story, you could have heard a pin drop and they said, okay, Elizabeth, you can apply for the grant. And it was a grant from the Centers for uh, Medicare and Medicaid, and it was designed to integrate mental health into primary care and to reduce stigma around mental health. And one of those tools is to encourage people to take mental health first aid. And about halfway through that, I was pushing, pushing myself so hard trying to do that grant and some other grants related to substance use prevention that um, my partner left my life because I was coming home stressed out. Um, and, wow. just, and that wow. just tore my personal life apart and I slipped into deep clinical depression and I had never been depressed before. And I, I was in my 40s at the time and I couldn't get out. And I, I was going to traditional counselors. Uh, my primary care doctor was trying to put me on antidepressants. And um, um, I used to be an Ironman triathlete and I was training for a half Ironman and I looked at the... with the side effects and it was like gut issues. And then I looked at the withdrawal effects of the antidepressants and I'm like, that looks like the same as what I'm going through right now. Like, why, why would I take that and then have to deal with it when I'm coming off of the drugs? And so um, I ended up going into the local library and checking out books about meditation, mindfulness. And I started meditating and practicing full presence and Um, within a very short period of time, I started experiencing spiritual experiences, spiritually transformative experiences, and I didn't know what they were. (laughs) And I went and talked to my counselor about it. When you open the door, it, it just, yeah, it just happens. Exactly. It, it, I mean, I had such a spiritual awakening. I had a blood clot and was laying in bed and reevaluating, reevaluating my life. And, I, since that day or since that time, mm-hmm. I become so intuitive and so empathic and so spiritually aware. I mean, look, I own Life Transformation Radio. It's just so funny how 
if you just like let the flow of the universe, but it's out there. It's surround. And the people that are listening right now, there's a reason you're listening to this show right here, right now. There's a reason because the universe has brought you here. So you had the blood clot in your leg. Did what, what uh, happened for you after that, Rob? Uh, Huh? What happened after that for you? Um, I tried not to die. I know I tried not to die. And I, well, I wrote a best-selling book. That was kind of interesting how that happened. I reevaluated my life and just like, oh, I did this and I become very clear and I got a lot of downloads and I got a lot of information that I didn't know that I knew. And uh, it's quite remarkable. Quite. Mm. The one thing is that blows my mind is I just call it downloads from other energy. But I sometimes walk up to people and I'm just like, oh, I need to have a conversation. And I'll tell people stuff that they need to hear and I don't have any control over it. Not a psychic, mm-hmm. but I don't know how that happens. I just kind of like, okay, that's interesting how that works. Uh, and I definitely have opened up my spiritual third eye, I guess you would say. And Mm -hmm. I'm all about this stuff. I mean, I look at it with wonderment from a child. That's why I love this show because I get to interview people that like Mm -hmm. can bring stuff to the table that people I think need to hear. Nice. Lovely. Yeah. And there's just such divine interventions that happen that where you need to, to have chats with certain people that need to hear your wisdom. I love it. So, yeah, and they're strangers, um, and I don't understand that. That's just a crazy. Okay, let me. I know language is important, so I want to say it's a crazy thing. I will say it's a beautiful thing because I have given some gifts to people in ways that I never could have imagined. It's been pretty mm-hmm. remarkable. That's and wonderful. It's, it's interesting because I have to really put myself out there because if I don't give the people this information that I'm instructed to give them, this information. It becomes very uncomfortable for me. I'm made very uncomfortable Mm -hmm. until I do Mm -hmm. it. And it's quite Mm -hmm. interesting how that works. Yeah, awesome. So you know how you're talking about downloads? (laughs) So there was, uh, I was eventually led... Yeah, I just um, only people who have had, I think, a pretty profound spiritual awakening get the whole downloads thing because I was a rigid left brain scientist before my spiritual awakening. And um, I experienced what's called the Kundalini rising, which all of us have this coiled serpent of energy at the base of our spine. And it started rising up through my spine. And I was led to a spiritual path that was in stark contrast to my, mm, the way I was raised. And so it was pretty, that was part of the crisis that arose during my awakening. But anyway, the download that I got after I came out of meditation one day was, uh, I basically asked the universe, I've done so many different things in this lifetime. What do you want me to do with the rest of this lifetime? <laughs> and I literally yeah. was came out of meditation, was like looking at the sky and um, the download was write that book. And I'm like, well, I'm writing it, but it's really personal, the journey, because I talk about <laughs> so trauma. <wild. laughs> and so it's I so just wild. I know. Sky. Go ahead. Sorry. Who would have thought? I mean, I wrote a book. I wrote a best-selling book. And it's funny. I told my family because I'm not a writer and Mm -hmm. I wrote a book. And uh, it's pretty remarkable that I did this. And it's hilarious because I told my sister, I even say this in the book. I told my sister, hey, I wrote a book. And she goes, wait, you wrote (laughs) a book? Yeah. So there's that. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's quite remarkable how that works. I think writing a book and publishing it actually is part of the transformation too. That's what I experienced for sure. Um, but my agreement with the download was, I was just looking at the sky going, okay, 
really me, me write a book. Okay. I like to write and I, I like to speak, but I'm a, you know, I'm a nobody. No one's going to, I mean, I was a leader in public health and I'm well known in that realm, but this is a different realm, what I wrote the book on. And so I was like, fine, I'm going to create a robust list of tips and resources, resources for those who might experience what's called a spiritual emergence or emergency. So I would love to talk about what that specific, what that type of spiritual awakening means. Would that be okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's important to know that there's a lot of stuff going on in the world. And there's a lot of transition going on. And if you will, if you're listening to this, there's a reason you're listening to this. And it may be that you're next in line to have the transformation in your life because it it happens and it's happening. More and more people mm-hmm. are waking up. More and more people are 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 getting out of out of the matrix, we'll say, and getting out of 3D and into 5D and more light and more energy and feeling and being more spiritual. Um, it's coming. There's an awakening. Awesome. And it's yeah. happening. And some people are really um very uncomfortable because they're seeing things from a different lens. I noticed that both you and I wear glasses. And when you put on glasses, you see them through a different lens. When you get new glasses, if it's a different manufacturer, like, oh, that looks different than it used to look. Even though it's clear, it just looks different. So we're seeing things through a different lens and it's happening. And so I'm excited to have you here um, to talk about this. So yes, please share how people adjust and cope and embrace the spiritual change that is happening. Yeah, I love your analogy about the glasses because uh, worldviews definitely change when you're having a spiritual awakening. And it just, it just if you're willing to go really deep spiritually and in your core, core personal work, your views will continue to change. So, uh, with spiritual emergence is a coin, a, uh, a phrase that um, I learned a lot about from Emma Bragdon, she's a transpersonal psychologist who taught me how to be a spiritual emergence coach. So I didn't really understand what I was experiencing until I was briefly counseled by her. And then I took her course. um, And her definition is, I'm going to take it straight out from one of her books, um, just to honor her. The process of personal awakening into a level of perceiving and functioning, which is beyond normal ego functioning. The process may be at... um, First, include one of the following phenomena, out-of-body experiences, occult phenomena, precognition, clairvoyance, astral travel, and perceptions of auras. At its peak, spiritual emergence is the experience of the ultimate unity of all things, a mystical experience emerging with the divine, which transcends verbal description. Among the positive effects of this process are increased creativity feelings of peace, and an expanded sense of compassion. And that's paraphrased for a much longer description for her. Uh, so she exper- she has another uh, longer definition, and I experienced what's called a kundalini rising, which I mentioned before. And I had learned about chakras and kundalini while I was taking a yoga instructor course several years ago. And prior, prior to, to my awakening, but I was such a left brain rigid scientist, um, and I was raised by... German white Catholic immigrants are old enough to be my grandparents. And so I just kind of dismissed all that as woo-woo 
And I just, just, I didn't want to learn about any of that. I was like, I just want to teach the physical practice of yoga. So I had to experience it for myself um, to turn to Eastern wisdom to understand what was happening for me. So, and then I just want to, for your listeners to understand better what a Kundalini rising is, um, I really searched and searched for like the best brief definition. And, and I found one from Steve Taylor, um, who wrote the book, The Leap. And his definition, and this is short, shortened, is in the Indian spiritual tradition of yoga and tantra, sudden energetic awaken- awakenings are depicted as kundalini awakening. Kundalini is derived from the Sanskrit word kunda, meaning to coil or to spiral. And it's an intense and explosive form of energy that lies dormant in the lowest of the seven chakras. So there's lots of triggers for a spiritual awakening. Um, Emma describes about 11 of them. Uh, it categorizes them. And I experienced like nine of them because instead of just losing my partner, I experienced a series of traumas and other events that changed my life and I couldn't handle it. And then um, she has a list of predictors of having a positive transformation from having that type of spiritual awakening. And um, I only, I didn't have any of those positive predictors until I was led to a counselor. So a psychologist uh, who has deep training in spiritual spirituality and weaving it in into mental health services. Um, and also having personal experience because she had a Kundalini rising as well. So and it was so beautiful. I describe in my book how I was led to her. I just was like, I can't talk to this with my counselor. They're going to put me in institution. And that's what I learned that a lot yeah. happens to a lot of people that start having like these spiritually transformative experiences, they end up being putting institutions because the traditional medical system think that it's, you're having a psychotic break, which can, it can be triggered by psychotic break, but (laughs) it's actually a wonderful experience. You're, you're breaking out of your, it's kind of like, you know, the caterpillar turning into the butterfly. And at that moment, it's kind of wild looking. (laughs) Right. Well, you can go even to the movie, the Terminator when, uh, you know, I can't, the mom, and she's like, no, the time traveler, and that guy locks her up in the mental institute. She's like, no, no, I'm serious, you know, because it's so hard for our brains. But what I find fascinating is right now is that there are people that are having spiritual transformations, and they're having the, the spiritual emergence, and it's just happening to them. And there are other people that are so desired Desire, they have such a desire to get connected to the universe and have a spiritual emergence that they are using other techniques. So whether it would be um, acid or whether they are using um, mushrooms or whether they are using uh, DMT or ayahuasca, um, you know, um, it's amazing how people are getting there. Mm-hmm. And the experiences that they're having to open up their third eye to experience other dimensions and other other emergence of spirituality that is not in this earth plane. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's quite fascinating. And it's becoming more and more mainstream. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, even I was just listening to a Joe Rogan podcast the other day and he was talking about DMT and the experiences that he's had. And, you know, I know some, some very high profile um, uh, tech, tech people, very successful. And they have done the ayahuasca and they have done DMT and the transformation that they've experienced by a spiritual emergence has mm-hmm. been profound mm-hmm. I mean, to the point of mm-hmm. that one of them 
was not doing very well, he went and he got very spiritual with in Brazil with ayahuasca ceremonies and was down mm-hmm. there, or I think mm-hmm. it was Costa Rica. I don't know, whatever, whatever it's from. I don't know exactly, so I don't want to say it wrong. But now he has spoken in front of the United Nations like 12 times. And wow. he is just this now. He, what has been downloaded to him, the information and the knowledge that he has is so different mm-hmm. than the knowledge that he had before. And it's just amazing how people are having a spiritual emergence organically. Mm-hmm. And then other people are having this big desire to yep. get there and yep. have it. And so it's, it's, quite, it's quite fascinating um, what's yeah. happening. So that, that's an interesting topic about the ayahuasca piece because um, I, I actually was asked by several people when I was having my awakening, like, are you taking any substances? I'm like, no, I'm not. And, and uh, some people actually have, when it, some people describe spiritual emergencies where you start seeking, where you're spiritually seeking and you want to have an experience. Um, in terms of ayahuasca, I would just advise to your listeners to be very cautious about that um, because it's important Oh yeah, I'm not, have, I'm not, I'm not, Okay. Yeah, I, I'm not condoning it. I'm just saying that's something that's happening. I mean, that's sure. not that's not something I'm. That's, I'm just saying this. It's interesting how people are experiencing a spiritual emergence organically, and other yeah. people are so desiring a yep. spiritual uh, emergence that they are mm-hmm. doing other things to get there. Yep. I'm not condoning With- anything that I've talked about. Well, here, here's the interesting thing, though. I think, I think that Western medicine is actually recognizing the power of plant medicine for healing. And I know that there's trials oh, yeah. going on related to psilocybin, and there's already ketamine clinics out there in some states. So yeah. I'm not saying that there's not a place for plant so medicine So silent, if, actually... I, if I understand... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Right, but mm-hmm. if I understand correctly, I want to make sure so that people understand. So the psilocybin is the mushrooms, is the magic mushrooms. Am I correct in that? Is that what that is? I, th- I you know, yes. I'm not an expert in it, but I, my understanding is psilocybin is uh, a part. It, it's it's a chemical that is in some plant medicine, and um, I think That's what that I mean. it, okay, yes, and I think that it, it there are groups that are synthetically creating it, and I don't, I'm not a, an expert in that, but I've actually talked to my counselor about that in terms of souls that I've interacted with that have been through a lot of trauma and are wanting to have like an opening in terms of opening their heart and, and, and releasing that trauma. And that is something that she has said that actually could be helpful for people like that in the future when it's been studied more and in a controlled environment. The one thing I want to say about, okay, go ahead. Sorry, Rob. No, go ahead. Uh, About ayahuasca. I'm not telling people not to do that. It's just that I would just, highly research that you're doing it in a place and with a person that's extremely experienced and that hopefully there's a psychologist that's there to help you integrate whatever experience you had. Absolutely. Yeah. And I don't think it's legal in the United States. So that's why people go down to Brazil for all that. And so I'm just doing your homework and making sure it's done in a safe way. I would never encourage any of my clients to go do that. But if they're going to do that, I just ask them to be as safe as possible. So Absolutely. that's my feeling Absolutely. about it. And you know, there's, there's calculated risks in everything in life. And I, the point I brought it up, and once again, is that I was saying that people are having a spiritual emergence mm-hmm. just organically like you did. And other mm-hmm. people are so desirous of them that they mm-hmm. are using spiritual medicine and spiritual practices to get there. Yeah, and I think that um, I have to say that 
my the path I was led to is a form of deep meditation that um, is unbelievable in terms of tapping. I really realize that my soul <laughs> is is just temporarily housed in this body, and it's a beautiful temple, and I need to be grateful for yeah. it, not just right, you know. But right. um, it gives me such deep peace that when I faced with challenges as I step out into the world, it helps me keep anchored in that by being connected with the universe the divine source, whatever your word is. And without those practices, it would actually be pretty hard for me to move forward uh, with some of the things that I'm doing in the world um, because it's different than what I've ever done before because I'm showing up to serve others in a brand new way that right. is challenging for me. And I know there's a lot of people who are progressive in the end, their own inner transformations as conscious entrepreneurs that are listening to this. And so some of them are going to be pushing themselves so hard, they may end up into, you know, a crisis mode. Um, and that's, I actually have, so one of the roles I have as a spiritual emergence coach, um, can I just define that, what a spiritual emergence coach is for a moment? Yeah. Is it, okay. So, um, and so I was trained by Integrative Mental Health for You, but again, by Emma Bragdon. And this is one of my tool and many tools in my toolbox. I'm also you know, trained as a health and life purpose coach. And, um, but as a spiritual merchants coach, I'm trained to recognize psycho-spiritual phenomena and support those who are challenged by the ups and downs of these unusual experiences. So examples of phenomena could include psychic opening, a near-death experience, and a kundalini awakening. And so a spiritual emergence coach recognizes um, that assessments by medical and mental health professionals can be valuable and necessary. Most spiritual emergence coaches actually do this through a group format, and the coach facilitates individuals sharing stories and resources in a supportive environment. The group thus um, provides encouragement and support for further personal and spiritual growth. A spiritual emergence or emergency can shift can cause a shift in personal values into yearning to help others in a new way or to find a new life purpose. Sharing with others in a group can assist in finding meaning and direction in the experience. And meeting with uh, personally with a certified life coach with spiritual emergence coaching skills can deepen this experience. And that's what I, I'm qualified for both life purpose, life coaching, health coaching, and spiritual emergence coaching. And so I'm allowed to, to do that individually one-on-one. -on -one. And some of them, I actually have to say, most of my clients, even ones that are not having a spiritual emergence, I can recognize and been trained through Life Purpose Institute to recognize when uh, an issue is actually something that should be dealt with by a counselor instead of me as a coach. And I right. serve as a bridge to get people into the right counselor and to keep them accountable to make sure they're going to the right person. And, you know, so I, I, uh, I'm very honored by that because... Some of the people who are, are resistant to going to counseling, but they'd rather talk to a coach. And they'll, they'll, they'll alternate between me and their counselor. Like, so I'll see them and a couple of weeks later, then they see the counselor. And then I see them a couple of weeks later. And I ask them to tell the counselor that uh, they're seeing a coach and then here's my information. And I make sure I get the contact information of their counselor and an emergency contact so that um, I am being safe in how I'm conducting myself as a coach, because I have experienced both what it's like to work with, with profoundly transformative coaches and a counselor with deep spiritual right. competency. And the combination is just incredible for my continued growth. And so I want to see that for my clients well, one thing, when they need it. So, mm -hmm. 
Go ahead. I think that's great. Well, the one thing that I think is super important is that um, anything we can do to take the stigma off of uh, mental health is is a good thing. And, uh, you know, Dax Shepard just came out um, the other day and he was talking about his mental challenges and other, other, other you know, high profile celebrities have come out. And I think it's really important. I think that, you know, the guidance, there's just so much stress in the world right now and it's a lot. And so if you're feeling down and you're feeling trouble, I mean, there's help out there, whether, you know, it's covered by your insurance or there's, there's low, lower income. There's a lot of resources that are available to you. And I'll tell you, it's interesting. Um, you know, this whole pandemic has really taken a lot of people for a spin. And uh, in my circle of friends, there's a few friends that that uh, have really struggled with mental health issues and are, and are taking medication. And, you know, they're somewhat, they were somewhat embarrassed about the fact that they were, I'm like, more power to you. It's just like mm-hmm. the flu. It's just like anything else. It's a chemical imbalance in your brain that can be fixed with medicine or therapy. And there's nothing to be ashamed of it. There's just nothing to be ashamed of mental health challenges. It's important to seek out someone that can offer assistance because sometimes the assistance is so minor and can have such a significant impact on your quality of life. And you all deserve to have that happily ever after. And so go after those resources and and do what you can so that you can have that happily ever after. You don't have to be depressed or sad or upset all the time. You know, there it's not normal to have that. It's not normal to be angry all the time. So, you know, find the resources that you can to, to get that key to open up your life to really enjoy yourself because it is beautiful when you do enjoy your life and it's there waiting for you. Oh, love. Well put. I love it. I uh, that's I do have at the beginning of the list of resources in the back of my book just some uh, basic national hotlines and um, awesome. ways that someone can create a, a, a support group like between men called um, uh, Man Therapy. There's all kinds of beautiful resources out there that you can tap into to support your own mental health beyond a crisis line or a counselor. And um, one of the things that I learned in the spiritual emergence coaching course through Emma, she brought Jane, Dr. James Lake. He's a psychiatrist who actually has put out a whole um, series of booklets related to integrative mental health. And they're designed for the patient to order and read and then bring to their counselor. To And, and some of it is the goal is to actually get people kind of weaned off of their medications when the time is yeah. right. And how to use alternate modalities to do that. And I'm really proud of, uh, I have have several clients who have used those book, booklets and taken them to doctor's offices, either their primary care or their mental health provider, and been able to solve some prob- problems um, in their health in a very integrative way. Because we're, we're, we are mind, body, and spirit. And to address all three parts is so essential that we're very honest with our providers um, and our loved ones about where we are and look at every aspect of our health from an integrative approach. So um, I love that you said that, Rob. Yes, it's okay to be on meds if you need it, but there's integrative ways to um, balance your life. Um, so if you are not needing to be on medication eventually to um, to possibly wean yourself off, it depends on the condition you, you have Absolutely. and what your challenges are. Yeah. I'll just throw out meditation, meditation, affirmations, uh, 
gratitude, and just keep breathing. Breathe in, breathe out. Don't forget to breathe. Elizabeth, thank you so much for being here today on Life Transformation Radio. My pleasure. Thank you so much for the interview. I love it. If you want to reach Elizabeth, you can reach her at elizabethlava.com. Really, what a, man, the time just flew right by. And thank you so much for your support and the taking time out of your very precious and busy day to listen. I so appreciate it. Thank you for allowing me along with my very special guest, Elizabeth Lava, to touch your heart, move your soul, and inspire you to live a life of transformation. I'm Rob Actis. Until next time. This is Life Transformation Radio. Download complete.